0: Even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW report prohibited by law. See Terms and Conditions 18. Plus. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit PleasurePodcasts.com.
1: Welcome back to Private Parts Unknown
2: podcast that explores love and sexuality around the world.
1: I'm Courtney Kosak.
2: And I'm Sophia Alexandra.
1: And holy shit, what has been going on in the OnlyFans
2: universe? Um, Things have been crazy and it was a whole thing where we were like texting each other madly being like, we were doing this whole Comedians of OnlyFans series and Now these motherfuckers are doing exactly what the people we interviewed were afraid they were going to do. And Mm -hmm. like, what is happening? So we decided to talk to some people about that.
1: Yeah, we wanted to bring you guys an update. I know we've been very pro OnlyFans as a creator myself. I hope it works out with them, man. (laughs) But so far they have, you know, failed. I feel like the creators that built the platform for them and... We thought it was really important to update the series and fill you guys in on exactly what's going on and why that matters and add a little bit of nuance to some of the conversation that you may have heard around this. And then we have an amazing treat for you because guess who's back? Who's back, Sophia? Tito
2: Bonito. Oh, the Cuban oh, Missile Crisis. Oh, pew pew, yes. pew, pew, pew. Pew, <laughs> That's right, the Cuban <laughs> Missile Crisis himself. Mr. Butt Tassels, <laughs> IRL.
1: <laughs> so, we had Tito Benito on the show to talk about his amazing burlesque career back when the show was called Reality Bites. But you can still go back and listen to that episode, it's a great one. And his boylesque whole vibe is incredible. If you've ever seen him perform, you know he's such a rock star and he's so, so funny. But during the pandemic, he also became an OnlyFans creator.
2: And we got into some really, I think, interesting wrinkles in the different parts of being an ally, the different parts in what kind of sex workers are there (laughs) and just exactly what is being lost and threatened with the changes that are happening with OnlyFans.
1: But first, let's get into the great August 2021 OnlyFans debacle, because privates, it is a fucking mess. So first I wanted to talk to Meredith Jacqueline. You might remember Meredith from earlier in our Comedians of OnlyFans series. I know she's been doing a lot of press about all the latest OnlyFans happenings, and I thought she'd be a great voice to hear from and get her whole POV. No pun intended. (laughs) It's been a shit show over the last (laughs) week and a half. So what's the cliff notes that our listeners need to know, like, starting at the beginning? Not the beginning, but the recent beginning.
3: Um, Well, basically, we kind of got slapped in the face with this press release as OnlyFans creators, you know, we didn't hear it directly from OnlyFans. We didn't hear it from, you know, their customer service team or anything. We heard it through journalists and the media that they would no longer be allowing sexually explicit content starting on October 1st. It was a little bit vague also Mm -hmm. because we were like, okay, what exactly is sexually explicit content? Like, what does that mean? Because it was so vague and it didn't give us any like clear indication of what was going to be not allowed and there were a lot of people saying like don't worry everything's gonna be fine they're saying that it'll go by what the acceptable use policy is but I was speaking to journalists I had people tell me that you know OnlyFans flat out told them that those terms would be changing in a few days. And a lot of creators were not trying to hear that. You know, I was getting a lot of pushback actually by being like, you guys, this is happening. (laughs) And creators were saying like, oh, you're like spreading misinformation. And I was like, I spoke to journalists, like who spoke to OnlyFans PR team. And I think a lot of people were like, not understanding, like customer service doesn't know what they're talking about. Right. A PR person for OnlyFans knows what they're talking about. Then we got hit with this, the new acceptable use policy a couple days later that said basically no porn. The only nudity that would be allowed would be nudity as long as it wasn't sexually explicit. So no close ups of genital areas. Um, basically you could just have your boobs out as long as it wasn't overtly sexual, which is problematic all by itself because who's to decide what body is overtly sexual and which one isn't. And then there was so much pushback. I mean, I personally was interviewed and quoted in the New York times and I was on NPR a couple of times and, and a lot of creators were speaking out very, very vocal, speaking to lots of media outlets and the mainstream media was shockingly on our side. Mm -hmm. Usually whores are not the ones winning. Like usually the mainstream (laughs) media is like not about us, but yeah, we, we got a lot of support of the mainstream media. We made a lot of noise and they sent out a new press release reversing their decision saying that they got things figured out with the financial institutions, that it was all about banking. And they named a few specific banking institutions who were trying to basically pull their payment processing systems um, so that OnlyFans would not be able to pay creators through certain banks. Originally, you know, the MasterCard issue was what we thought Mm -hmm. the whole thing would be. And I think that was an issue at first, but I'm pretty sure they got that one kind of sorted because as far as the credit card systems go it's not that they refuse to allow adult content websites to use them it's that they bump them up into a higher risk category Mm -hmm. for chargebacks and things so that the fee that the hosting platform has to pay is higher Mm -hmm. so basically when they pulled out of Pornhub Pornhub decided they didn't want to pay the fee that's what OnlyFans did at first and so then I think they just basically did like a cost benefits analysis and realized like (laughs) oh, we're going to lose way more money than we're going to spend paying a little extra fee to process these payments um, for all of these people. But now it's created this massive distrust with the platform because we're like, okay, well, what's to stop you from doing it again? How long is this going to last? When are you going to pull the rug out from under us again? Personally, I'm feeling relatively confident that we're going to be safe for a while because of how aggressive this media backlash was and how much money they stand to lose without us.
1: At any point, were you thinking like, oh shit, I'm going to have to leave OnlyFans. And like, what are my alternatives? And did you land on anything that you were like, this is viable? Or were you like, fuck the alternatives suck?
3: Well, I kind of, you know, I saw a lot of people like immediately jumping to another platform. And I was like, I'm not doing that. That's Mm -hmm. very reckless. That's way too rushed and rash. And that's how people lose a lot of money. I was like, you know what, I have some time to kind of step back and calculate this properly so that I'm not losing money. Mm -hmm. So my, my plan was to keep my OnlyFans and to tailor my content to be suitable to their new acceptable use policies, because they were doing a lot of stuff, promoting creators that were doing other kinds of content. And so I was like, well, I have a following on Twitter and Instagram that not everyone follows me for, you know, porn. So I could tailor that to be kind of more of a lifestyle platform and lower my pricing on that one and get some other subscribers that maybe wouldn't have subscribed to me before. And then I had spoken with Belessa, um, Belessa Plus. Mm-hmm. They had announced that they're going to be creating a, a creator platform. And I've worked with that company before. I'm actually working on a, a campaign with them right now anyway. And I really like them and I trust them as a company and a brand, so I thought, you know, depending on when their launches, that would be where I would feel comfortable going. I know a lot of people move to Fansly, but it's still a very young and new company. Mm-hmm. And so I'm kind of like, I don't, you know, I don't know. And the problem with moving somewhere else was like, if I'm a subscriber and I subscribe to four different creators on OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. I only have to put my credit card in one place. I can see all of them on one timeline. It's one spot. Now, if all four of those creators move to four different platforms, Mm -hmm. well, I'm not going to go follow them on four different platforms. I'm not putting my credit card into some random company I've never heard of on -hmm. on the internet. I'm maybe going to pick one of them. But so the mass shift somewhere else won't really work for everyone unless we all go to the same place.
1: Yeah. And some of the alternatives are like, 30%. I already think 20% that OnlyFans takes is crazy, but 30% and 40% makes it like, why would you
3: even do this? Yeah. Yeah. Just for fans is 30%, I believe. And there's some very problematic issues with apparently the owner of Just for Fans. But yeah, I was like, well, first of all, I'm not paying more than 20% to anybody. That's absurd. You know, 20% I can like, Deal with by thinking, like, okay, well, if I had an agent and a manager, I'd be paying them that much. Right. So, fine. But more than that, that's ridiculous. To go to a platform that I don't really know.
1: Yeah, totally. So you were talking about the definition of what sexually explicit is and what's acceptable was kind of vague. Mm -hmm. And it's like dividing sex workers like that, Mm -hmm. which I feel like is already kind of a thing, but making that as part of the policy, I was just like, Mm -hmm. oh, wow, that's a whole nother wrinkle to this.
3: Yeah. Like, for example, one of my girlfriends, Laura. Oh, I follow her. Her OnlyFans is only topless Mm -hmm. and like implied nude. And she was going to be fine. And she was like it doesn't affect me at all. And she was more upset for other creators like me and, and you know, everyone else. And she was like, personally, I'm going to be fine. In fact, that might have even benefited her. But it's, yeah, that, like, dividing, like, her as considered a sex worker from me considered a sex worker. Mm-hmm. And, like putting that division there.
1: It like goes back on a lot of the strides that I thought we had made over the past couple years. And like, maybe that was just in my head, but it
3: did feel like it did feel real, you know? Yeah. It was kind of like, no, 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 not you horse. Yeah. Like, (laughs) yeah. The other thing to me that was, you know, going to become particularly problematic was when them saying like, what is sexually explicit as far as you know nudity and stuff? This is something that we've seen on other platforms like Instagram and Tumblr and stuff that a thin cis white woman's naked body was seen as art, whereas a curvier woman of color's body was seen as sexually explicit mm-hmm. and inappropriate. So were we going to see that because like who's moderating this? Who's deciding this? Exactly. Um, and it was going to be the same people who are already mar- marginalized being further marginalized and penalized for simply existing in their bodies.
1: Yeah, I I mean I fall into the same camp as your friend Laura and I feel the same way of just like I want to support the other you know sex workers mm-hmm. that are on this platform with me and like even though it doesn't affect me exactly it's still a really important thing to fight. Mm-hmm. So what are your predictions about what's next? You think you're going to it's going to be um, okay for a while?
3: you know, I think it's going to be okay for a while. I do think that a lot of creators are still thinking about moving to different platforms because they're kind of like, I don't want to give OnlyFans any more of my money, which like I get, I understand that sentiment, but I'm also running a business here Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I have bills to pay. So, you know, I think that I will probably still also launch, you know, another platform as a backup plan. I think that's smart. I think everybody should have a backup plan. I think everybody should be prepared for this kind of thing to happen, but I do think that we're going to be okay for a while. Well, here's
1: hoping. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. Is there anything else that I didn't ask you that you would like to add?
3: I guess the one thing I've been touching on a lot and when talking to people is that this is like, I, I think this is a really good um, sign that kind of like as a whole, we were able to make enough noise for mm-hmm. for them to stop this because allowing banks and financial institutions to determine what content a creator platform hosts is a really, really like dark step into censorship. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you think they're going to stop at sex, they're not. If we let that slide because we're the easiest target, what's next? And so we have to kind of Really continue to set a clear message that, like, you know, the banks can't control, can't
2: censor the hosting platforms and the media. Cokes, be honest. Have you been avoiding going to the doctor this past pandemic year? I'm not
1: trying to get Corona, bitch.
2: (laughs) That is the correct answer to a trick question. And can we be honest about how annoying it is to make an appointment and then go see a doctor just to get birth control or erectile dysfunction meds? Who wants to do that? Nobody, I'm staying at home in my sweatpants. Exactly, which is why Eve Adam is the service for you because Eve Adam lets you meet with a doctor and get medication right from your couch.
1: That's right, you can skip the phone calls, parking lots, waiting rooms and pharmacy lines and just meet with a doctor on Eve Adam. Order your medication through your device and get refills delivered to your door on a schedule you set. Amazing.
2: And in case you're worried, Eve Adam works with licensed doctors and an NABP accredited digital pharmacy, so you guys are in safe hands. And if you have any questions along the way, you can easily chat with a licensed physician through the chat feature in your account.
1: Eve Adam offers brand names, affordable generics, and everything in between. They also offer birth control in a variety of forms, from pills to patches and rings. Eve Adam has all the resources you need to get the ideal
2: medication for you. I love all the birth control choices. That is so nice. And you know what else is nice? Right now, Eve Adam is offering our listeners, you privates, 10% off when you go to eveadam.com slash private and enter code private at checkout. That's 10% off when you go to eveadam.com
1: slash private and enter code private at checkout. Another person I thought it would be really helpful to hear from on this issue is Selena the Stripper, aka Pretty Boy Girl on Instagram. Selena is such a badass. We've had Faye on the show before. Super great episode, definitely check that out. And Selena did a IG Live that I saw and I was like, can we use some of that on the podcast? Because it's just a really helpful perspective. So here is a little snippet from Faye's IG Live.
4: So the thing with OnlyFans is like, we had been speculating about this for a while, essentially since Bella Thorne joined OnlyFans. And there was the whole crackdown on like, how much you could pay out at once as a tip and how often creators were able to get paid depending on where you were in the world. So we kind of expected this to happen because we started to see OnlyFans essentially courting a lot of non-adult content creators. And why would they do that? Well, one, it's a huge liability to host sex work content, especially if you're trying to do any banking with like a major credit processing system, i.e. Visa and MasterCard. They don't want to be held financially liable if you're hosting content that could be construed as sex trafficking. Like the more you're able to make money off of vanilla content, the less you have liability for sex work content because the problem with sex work content is there are some issues around proving some consent. Although I think a lot of times like you are able to consent because you have to go through a process to even apply and have an account like you have to submit your ID and verification and all of that. And like a lot of times you have to take a picture with your ID to like create a profile So a lot of times these sites, like they do have like a lot of stop safe measures to prove your identity and to make sure that like this isn't revenge content, that what is being posted is posted by you, to make sure that people are not like minors and creating content and all of that. But you know, (laughs) they're not really going after that a lot of times. I know that a lot of my friends have been just really stressed trying to reconsider, like, what they're going to do now. It's like, I think a lot of people say, oh, you should have known. But the thing is, like, we did know. What we didn't know was how quickly it would happen. Like, I think a lot of creators anticipated that there would be an end to OnlyFans at a point because of, you know, the influx of vanilla influencers who are hopping on, OnlyFans courting, like, yoga instructors and fitness instructors and celebrities and all of that. Like there was a sense that this was all going to change and they were going to distance themselves and gentrify out from sex work. So I think that we all knew, but we didn't know that it would be October, like it would be this October, October 1st when things would happen. So essentially, like the reason why MasterCard changed its policy was because of uh, NCOSE, the National Center on Sexual Exploitation, formerly known as Morality and Media, and Exodus Cry. Shout out to Exodus Cry, you guys, a terrible organization. They're like these conservative anti porn groups slash Christian values groups, and they are also venture capitalists. Surprise, surprise, you can be a venture capitalist and a Christian uh, somehow, some way. Riddle me that. But they were essentially putting pressure on MasterCard to stop doing business with all porn companies. So, the thing with OnlyFans is that it was making a lot of money, you know, like it was making a profit of I think something like 15 billion annually. But they were seeking like additional venture capital money. And yeah, like OnlyFans couldn't be bothered to hire a bigger moderation and verification team. Honestly, like, I want to say that that's partially true. But I would also say that the credit processing companies, like, really were not trying to haggle or bargain or be in the adult industry at all. Essentially, like, OnlyFans was trying to pitch itself to investors As, like, just a fan site, but the investors were like, that's disingenuous. Like, you're OnlyFans, we know what you are. And then some people were saying, like, oh, we could get past the porn, but the reputation could prevent it from brand partnerships, which is how we commodify the internet. So that was a major issue. So essentially, like, we've known for a while that OnlyFans was looking for investors, was looking to go bigger than just being a porn site. Although, like, why not? Why not just enjoy your lane? I think that that's, like, such a problem with these companies is that they're, like, oh, like, people know our name. Why don't we just try and get bigger? And But it's also, like, they're trying to avoid liability because there's so much, like, there are so many things that can be considered facilitation of trafficking. So, like, say I am in my chat and my favorite sugar daddy is... In town but I'm not in town and I want to be like, hey friend, you should talk to Brad you know here's his number or whatever or like why don't you go into work today and introduce yourself to Brad? He's great and he'll take care of you. That's facilitation technically like I, I'm trafficking my friend <laughs> by just giving them a tip that you could make money by talking to this person. If I tell people about a job that is facilitation. It's so stupid. The laws are written in like a very vague way that it is hard to even communicate about sex. It is hard to do any business around sex. And you're just constantly liable. And I think like a lot of tech companies um, that were formerly safe under section two thirty of the I think it was like Communications and Decency Act, like with Sesta Fosta, they became liable for any sex content that was hosted on their platforms. They could be criminally liable for that. And so like a lot of platforms just don't wanna deal with that. They don't wanna deal with the liability even if they are making money in the sex industry. So I think that, you know, whenever you have a voice like OnlyFans does, you really can go to bat with the legislative machine. You can use your media clout and you can really like talk about these issues on a scale that individuals cannot. Because they use these dog whistle terms like sex trafficking that people feel like, you know, they don't they don't want to be associated with that term. Because if you're like, oh, well, you weren't tough against sex trafficking. Yeah, it's just driving the industry further underground and it's making it so that like, you know, you're not able to talk about this. You're not able to come forward about like actual like revenge issues or you're not able to have a nuanced discussion about this like if you're a sex worker and you care about the industry and like you don't want to leave the industry you kind of have to have the scorched earth like either you're fine with like taking down the industry or you like tend to kind of just keep things quiet whenever injustices are happening to some degree like you're not going to go to authorities because you can't trust authorities to like actually operate in your interest so yeah I mean it's like OnlyFans was such a lifeline because you were able to do it and you did not have to, like, expose yourself to COVID. You didn't have to, like, go IRL to work. Like, you could create content digitally at home. And that's just so important, especially right now during a deadly pandemic. You may not have heard, uh, but we are in a pandemic. (laughs) Um, So... Yeah, I mean, the fact that that is being denied people as they need it the most, like during this period, and like that they're able to just step away from this is just, it's heartbreaking. You don't have to support sex work to support the people who do sex work being safe and being respected. Um, and that's really what we're advocating. The bottom line is just that we're advocating for our safety. Our respect uh, our right to fair and equitable working conditions to have whenever we are harmed taken seriously, to have the ability to go to authorities if we are harmed. It's not like whether or not it's good or bad. It's because like this isn't a choice for a lot of people. And for those of us who it is a choice for, it's like whatever, like you should still believe that I deserve respect. You should still believe that, you know, I deserve to be safe and to not have to live in fear. That's the bottom line of it. And I think, you know, it's a misunderstanding to think that, oh, you can get rid of it. I mean, it is the oldest profession. It's not going anywhere.
2: Hey, just because you're grown up doesn't mean you've outgrown bedtime stories. Whether you want a story to turn you on or wind you down for better sleep, Dipsy helps you get in touch with yourself for some extra sweet dreams.
1: Mmm, I love that ghost dick. (laughs) (laughs) Dipsy is an audio app full of short, sexy stories designed to turn you on. Each Dipsy story features characters that feel like real people and immersive scenarios so you feel like you're right there.
2: Find stories about an off-limits hookup with your professor. Meow or a costume party that takes things to the next level. Or maybe a story where your partner tells you exactly what to do, or you try a new toy together.
1: Yes, 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 yes. All that sounds amazing. And they release new stories every week, so there's always more to explore. No matter who you're into or what turns you on, there is something for everyone.
2: Yeah, and it's really nice to keep finding new favorites. Plus, Dipsy also has wellness sessions that help you learn more about yourself and bedtime stories and soundscapes to help you relax before you drift off.
1: And for listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash private.
2: That's a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com private. That's dipsystories.com
1: slash private. Oh my goodness, privates, have we got a treat for you because we are back for part deuce with Tito Benito, <laughs> the Cuban Missile Crisis.
0: <laughs> booyaka, booyaka.
1: We're so happy to have you on Private Parts Unknown. Welcome.
0: Thank you once again, Courtney and Sophia, for having me. I really appreciate it. I had such a good time. I had to come back.
1: <laughs> it is such a pleasure to have you
0: back. Oh, thank you.
1: Kind of sad timing but perfect timing because in the last week or so we've gotten some crazy OnlyFans news and we had you on specifically to talk about your OnlyFans presence so there is a lot to unpack here. Do you want to bring our listeners up to speed like what's been going on in the last week or so?
0: Yeah, so OnlyFans is a platform for content creators, but obviously over the last couple of years, it was completely changed, revolutionized, and grew massively because of all the sex workers that were using the platform. Uh, So OnlyFans sent out a new restrictions for use of their platform. And even, you can't even like use like an OnlyFans app on the Apple Store because Apple has banned it because it was so closely related to sex work. But OnlyFans basically said that starting October 1st, they're going to ban all sexual activity that's happening. You could be naked by yourself, but as long as you're not simulating masturbation or doing it or being with other people, basically every person that built this brand, they were kicking them out. And as a Cuban, that felt very triggering. (laughs)
2: <laughs> you're like again god damn it
0: can't be nowhere and honestly i will be completely transparent i do not use my only fans for uh having sex with other people it's basically just a way for me to create nude art because i really love it so much and just kind of working out what my sexual frustrations and my kind of sexual liberation as a burlesque and sex work adjacent performer So, technically, I would still not be against the guidelines starting October 1st. However, like Courtney and I were saying, it's basically like a partner smacking you across the face in front of everyone at dinner and then being like, I'm just kidding, girl. I'm just kidding.
1: Oh, you pay rent? Okay. Just kidding. It's almost (laughs) due. (laughs) Like what?
0: It's true. And so now OnlyFans is basically starting as of today. They went back on what they said. And even they, I just read the email. They said that everything is fine. Nothing happened. That was just a hiccup. And we can go back to what we were doing. We
2: were on a break, you guys. (laughs) And to add a couple of little wrinkles to this. So first off, pretty classic for them to divide sex workers totally oh the porn kind that's not okay just you showing your body that's fine you're one of the good ones gold star mm-hmm. so that's pretty fucked up also classic capitalist fucking tactic second of all when they send the original thing being like you guys are not going to be welcome they said because of the payment processing companies like MasterCard. That's it's really on them. They don't want to deal with this explicit stuff. And it's because of them. And then MasterCard replied and was like, nah, we did yeah. not say that. We do not <laughs> yeah. think that. So this is all you, honey. And then the only fans <laughs> was like, all right. Uh, so we, we talked it over with the companies and they changed their <laughs> minds. <laughs>
1: There is this thing I believe it's called a 2258 form that is already in use in like the adult performance world like it's already a thing in porn and from my understanding OnlyFans could just adopt this reporting mechanism to verify that everyone is of legal age, that there's no revenge porn happening, that they're fully consensual, that they wanted to be recorded during sex. Yes, it's a pain in the ass, especially when you're going back and doing it retroactively because OnlyFans hasn't wanted to admit to itself that it was used by primarily sex workers this entire time. But it is something that what I am understanding that MasterCard and these processing companies are asking them to do is just this accountability factor. And like, yes, is there pressure on MasterCard from conservative groups? And could things change on their end? For sure. But OnlyFans does have power in this. They're not like this little victim that's being tossed around. Also, they could be their own payment processor. There's a site called Fancentro that is their own payment processor because they understand that there are going to be these banking risks. So I don't like the argument that OnlyFans is like, Oh, it's not us. It's totally out of our control.
2: It's a fucking lie and it's passing the buck. It's not wanting to admit that you're the reason that this shit is happening when that was already the plan. If you talk to anybody, we've been talking and interviewing with sex workers who are on OnlyFans for over a year now, and they've all been waiting for the hammer to fall.
0: And they even tried to like say, oh, uh, dear sex workers. It was like literally the first time they even said sex workers yes. ever in their twitter on any social media so they still try to after they said we don't want you anymore try to be like oh you're so important to our platform like whoever's running OnlyFans is full of shit and they're not even good at hiding it you know Mm-mm. that's the worst part about it it's the same thing as tumblr like at least i don't even want to say at least because i'm still kind of in the mindset of like leaving OnlyFans, even though i would still be able to work if this happened in October 1st, I still think the principle of removing my OnlyFans is like necessary. There's so many other options. There's even been fans who have been like, I don't wanna get rid of my OnlyFans for you. And I'm like, well, my shit ain't that great, but (laughs) I'll just send you whatever the fuck I was gonna post. If you Venmo me 10 bucks, like fuck this platform and fuck the idea of everyone that we love and everyone that, first of all, helping you to even exist and do all the shit that you're doing with all this excess money. It's insulting to like dangle it over our head.
1: All the free PR that you have gotten over the past 18 mm. months is insane. It's worth millions of dollars. Like, what are you doing? You are looking a gift horse in the mouth. So stupid.
0: Yeah, it's ridiculous and I honestly think this is just an example of when greed goes wrong and they aren't smart and they're just kind of like throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks and they got fucked over. And it's interesting to see them go back. Cause usually people like that and entities like that will just stick with their bullshit. Mm-hmm. So I think it's very interesting that they must have been losing so much money from the sex workers leaving that they knew the that dollar. they had Yeah, but I
1: hope honestly, I hope the dollar inspires them to do a complete 180 and totally rethink this because like they are in the position where they could apply their pressure, you know, of their big company to maybe make some changes a little bit in the space. Like I think over the last 18 months during the pandemic, because people had to flock to OnlyFans, there was this like renewed acceptance or this new acceptance in our society. And I love that. And it was so inspiring to me. And I hope that that piece sticks. And I do feel like the community is strong. Like I do feel like there are now allegiances that there weren't before among sex workers. And like, it's totally possible that there will be sex workers that band together and they're like, we're going to go to this specific site or, you know, whatever. And like that should have an, an impact, but God, it's just such a bummer overall that OnlyFans took this tactic.
2: And I also want to say that like one thing, Tito, I think it's amazing that you are showing what true allyship looks like, because like you said, you don't need to leave. You could still be on that site, but why would you when it's hurting people that you care about props for being a dope ally? And then the other thing I was going to say is, you know, I just want to like point out that this has been done by companies for such a long time. And I think the black community has faced that a ton. You know, like when Cristal was like, oh, we don't want rich black people representing us.
3: Seriously. And then
2: rappers were like, Okay, fuck yourself. I'm going to make my own fucking alcohol. I'm rich, you dumb shit. (laughs) You know? And that's kind of what I'm like, it's happening all the time where the people that build up your brand or build up your company get then thrown to the wolves by the like idiot that thinks that actually inclusivity doesn't pay when just by numbers, inclusivity pays You know, (laughs) it just doesn't make sense. You're literally saying, oh, let's forsake the many for the few. And that's going to financially line our pockets. No, that's not how money works or like numbers work. I mean, who's running strategy over there because like sex
1: legitimately sells. You know what I mean? That's a huge industry and how anyone over there was like, you know what? This YouTuber and this, you know, cookbook author and this whatever the hell that already have other means to like monetize their shit or give their content away for free that somehow these people are going to generate more revenue is psychotic. Like, how did you land on that? You should have just taken sex work all the way to the bank. Like, what?
0: It's completely true. (laughs) But I also wonder what Tumblr is dealing with right now, because I feel like I don't give a shit about Tumblr. I don't know anybody that has talked. Yeah. I mean, they still exist.
2: But one of the reasons they are over is because they banned explicit content, too.
0: Exactly. And that's why I think it's interesting to see that OnlyFans is going back on it. Like, it's going to save them a little bit of face, but not enough. Like, they'll definitely lose a huge percentage. And my thing is, too, is, that, like, at the end of the day, if you don't respect porn, then, like, there's something fundamentally wrong with you as a human Mm -hmm. being. Because at the end of the day, sex is so natural. So if you are willing to... Spend all your money on watching violent content and and mysteries unsolved and all that shit. Don't get me started on unsolved mysteries. I fucking hate (laughs) that shit. (laughs) Like, you know how it's going to end. They're going to be like, yo, that person's still out there. What the fuck? Good night. (laughs) I think we don't respect porn in such a way that we still... I like what you were saying earlier, Courtney, about the idea of hopefully people were like expanding in a sense of and and accepting this again, because that's also something that as a burlesque performer, I really do feel that I still had a lot of like weird sex, shamey kind of things. And that's why I even got into it was because I, I'm so weirdly, I don't know the right word because trauma is coming up to it, but I want to use something softer, but I'm so like weird about relationships and sex. And it's a huge reason why I got into burlesque to make art out of it and to comment on it. But at the same time, I feel like just even posting full nude, like frontal nudes was something that I was never going to do. And being able to do that and kind of put myself in a situation of like, what are you going to look back? This is always what checks me in my life is that I always go, what are you going to look like when you're 40 years from now, looking back at your life? Are you going to be like, dang, I should have been less naked. No, you're going to be like, I look great. Like, What is it, Maura says in Shit's Creek, take as many pictures as you can of yourself naked because you're gonna want that shit. And porn on top of that, everyone acts like it's easy to do as well. And it's like, no, you're not only acting, you're getting the shots right, especially when you're doing it yourself, you're getting multi angles, you're editing it, you're making sure the sound isn't crazy. Like there's so much work involved in it that people will gladly act like other things work harder than porn just to shame it so that they can feel better, which in hindsight is kind of exhaustingly weird. How do you feel better about shaming someone for something natural and making a business out of it? There's so much to unpack about the whole like shame that comes with sex, but like, it's just, it's insulting. And I hope that we can become adults one day about it.
1: Amen. Amen. I mean, there's been some shit about comedians getting involved with OnlyFans and whatever but i feel and i think that you do too that like us being in the community and like expanding the understanding of what it means to be a sex worker is like actually a really valuable thing and like i take that kind of seriously you know like i'm proud of that
2: it is important because i think the more we erase that line the more we will treat everyone with like respect and compassion because so much of the way we treat other people is based on like these like arbitrary things we invent to look down on others and at
0: the end of the day too i don't mean i know this is going to sound weird but i'm gonna say it i feel like when people talk down about only fans or sex work or pornography it's the same as when people talk shit about la you sound kind of jealous
4: like <laughs> New York. so
0: mad why are you so mad because my my thing is there's shit everywhere there's shit in every city there's shit in every job yes porn isn't magical and there's not like nothing bad about it but at the same time it's like i'm very blessed that i followed the, the right kind of people that i haven't really seen anyone being like People bitching about OnlyFans, like being like, oh, get a real job and shit like that. I've just right. seen like screen captures of that. But it's like at the same time, I know that like there's a ton of people that think like that, even in my family. So I just think it's interesting that they would look at that, that it, like it's not work. Like when there's so many other jobs that I can laugh about and say that they're not work. And yet we still make those valid. So I just think I really, like you say, Courtney, I really hope that we have. Uh, a shift in culture as far as the way that we perceive sexuality and sex, but at the same time, I feel like they don't want us to win. Like they don't. So we're gonna make them.
1: We're gonna make them. All right, y'all. It's back to school for your sex education because
2: we just got new like a kitten boxes. I love like a kitten time. When that box comes, I am so thrilled to crack it open. There's always so many fun things there. What did you get this time? Oh my God, I got so much stuff. Those
1: sound effects that you heard earlier, those were actually our orgasms. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just our clits
2: vibrating. That's what you heard.
1: (laughs) Okay, let me talk you through it, Sophia. I got Think Clean Thoughts Toy Cleaner because I needed some new toy cleaner. I was getting really dirty, and so I'm very happy to have that. I got some new kitten ears, which I know you'll appreciate.
2: Meow! <laughs> She's looking at me literally wearing my cat ear headphones as we record, so yes.
1: Perhaps my favorite thing is called Pleasure Hunter. It's a Pleasure Hunter vibe, anal beads, a rabbit, and a twin tip. So. Talk about a jack-off fest. Let me tell you.
2: Oh, shit. That looks really good. I think I'm going to have to get that next time.
1: But, so, if you're a renowned Sagittarius...
2: Yes, here's the thing. I normally am completely ambivalent about astrology unless things in my life are falling apart. And then I immediately go to it because I am insane. And then you're like, this is totally real. Yeah, I'm like, this will work. This one will work. So yeah, anyway, because of, you know, the world falling apart, I have been anxious. So immediately I was like, a Sagittarius box? Yes. So I ordered that. It comes with a really cool like lapis lazuli little like necklace. And it's got like a like a ginger-spiced clip balm Ooh. that I'm excited to use with like the little finger vibe that Ulsa comes with that is hella powerful. So yeah, all of that looks great. I also got a bath bomb, I got a book about goddesses Damn. that I'm very excited to learn about. And I got a little cute black um, satin robe with a kitten embroidery on it. I got a robe too, I
1: love Ooh, it. Oh, did you got a
2: black one too? Or did you get another color?
1: I got a black one, but I got the
2: fuzzy one. Yeah, I got the like silky one and it's, it's really cute. And what else did I get? Oh, and I got some really good lube.
1: So if you want to go back to school for your self love and your own sexuality, which I encourage you to do.
2: Or you want to pamper someone in your life. Hell yeah.
1: Well, you are in luck because right now, Like a Kitten is offering our listeners 20% off and free shipping when you go to likeakitten.com slash private or enter code PRIVATE at checkout.
2: Yeah, seriously, that's incredible. 20% off and free shipping, you guys. You have to go to likeakitten.com slash private. Meow. And let us know what you get. Oh, I also got these very hot bracelets that are actually handcuffs. Ooh. They're so sexy. They're mm. like gold and whatever. Anyway, get this box for real. I'm into it. <laughs> uh-
1: So this interview is totally fucking backwards, but (laughs) we got the news first and then now we want to rewind just a second so our listeners can go back in the archives and they can listen to an episode where we dove deep into all about your burlesque journey and what that has meant and it's an awesome episode so you definitely should. But we want to bring our listeners up to speed on how you first got into OnlyFans, what that experience has been like pre this announcement so give us the deets
0: i touched on it a little bit but uh yes i have been performing burlesque for almost 11 years Ooh, congratulations. Uh, Work. thank you and actually the episode that we did last time is on my website so you can literally find it super easy but so i got into only fans right before the pandemic right around march was like everything was working really well. I had like gigs everywhere. I was making like a couple grand. It was the shit. And then everything when it just like felt like it was the first time too in a while that I had been doing that well. So it was kind of, I remember at that time being really stressed out because I was working so hard to kind of not have a lot of money. I was putting on a lot of shows in Los Angeles, like weekly and really not making any money. So I was just kind of like, let me just pump the brakes, travel. And that is where You know, I can make money. And then when the first gig canceled that I was like literally memorizing lines and there was like a script to it, I remember thinking that's odd because that was a lot of work we just like a pre-work we did to Mm -hmm. just and it's still there's no talks of that happening again. And then three other gigs canceled that month. And I was like, it didn't even dawn on me. I was like, I'm signing up for OnlyFans because I signed up for Patreon. And that's the thing that I wanted to say earlier too, that I really am disheartened about OnlyFans is that the platform is very easy to use. And that breaks my heart because that was the one thing that moved me from Patreon Mm -hmm. to OnlyFans was because I did want to only make nude art. I didn't want to have sex like that because it's already hard enough to have sex in my regular life. <laughs> I didn't want to make it a job. Like I definitely, I definitely have an, enough jobs to do. So I kind of just focused on moving all my stuff from Patreon to OnlyFans and then figuring out what people wanted. And I think after a couple of months, I never showed like my dick on OnlyFans. I was just kind of like, I'm just not there yet. Like I'm not mm-hmm. there yet. And and I, totally I worked on that. it. Yeah, and I also felt like, in porn, the dark part of it is that there is a history of people, you know, taking advantage of other people. So I did feel like $5 a month is a tip that you can give me at a bar, like to see me come and like show my asshole and all of that felt like I should be making a little bit more than that and then i also talked to a lot of my sex worker friends who were like you do it on your fucking level they're paying your ass you're not going oh please give me money if they want to go out and spend five dollars then you don't have to answer any fucked up messages that they sent you because there was a lot of men who were sending stupid shit like how dare you and i'm like here's your five dollars back mm-hmm. Bye. like it's not that much of a worry to me but um I can understand the frustrations that people have as far as dealing with that kind of stuff. I'm very like blinders. Like I'm like, block, I don't care. Like, I'm not going to talk to you. I'm not going to repost you on my social media. Like, cause that's what you want. You want the fucking attention. So it wasn't until I moved away from LA and then I moved to San Diego for like the past year and just kind of started you know mentally getting out of the block because when i started only fans and when the pandemic started i was living in a small ass apartment 400 square foot by myself in macarthur park where it was still like super busy and crazy i luckily have never gotten covid but it was a high risk area for covid mm-hmm. so it was just mentally to be very frank my health was fucked for the first six months probably. And then when I moved to San Diego, I had work here and I lived by the beach and like, it just helped me a lot. I got back in shape. So then I started just taking pictures and really just loving my body and really kind of mentally putting out what I wanted. And I realized too, that when I was using OnlyFans to like bring out my web series and like do all this shit, nobody gave a fuck. There was two likes, but (laughs) (laughs) it's true. And I was one of the likes but um
1: <laughs> i always like my own shit on OnlyFans. you have to <laughs> you
0: have to and no one and no one can see that you liked it so That's i'm gonna so be the funny <laughs> first heart, first heart uh, i do the same shit on tiktok so yeah i just started loving it and now i'm gonna be moving into a situation where there's someone that i work very well with uh, a lot of my naked are like the pumpkin on my butt and like I just did a bunny, Playboy Bunny shoot with him. He's my roommate, so I know we're going to create like such amazing art that's going to take me to another level that I was trying to get to when the pandemic started, but now I'll have the means to do all of that. So I'm very excited to take it into a even deeper journey I just feel like it sucks because even going back to patreon right now I was like "Damn, you do have to upload every video to youtube first before you even share it on patreon like it's so jarring to use all mm-hmm. these different things that only fans is great but there are other options like just for fans or for my fans so uh, that's where I'm kind of at right now I'm just I've had you know mostly positive experiences I think a lot of people know that I have my limits and this is what you're getting and I charged a little bit more once I started showing my schlong, but, you know, it's definitely a missile crisis. You
2: know what? You got to. You Uh, and him deserve it. (laughs) You know?
1: (laughs) Has it been a game changer money-wise, though?
0: Uh, Recently, yes. I think when I first got it, everyone was like, oh, my God, he's getting his ass blown out. But then it, it, it got to the most about 110 fans recently. At 10 bucks a month. So it's definitely not nothing to sneeze at. But I haven't been sharing like I should be. So I've just been trying to like move. And once I move and get situated. I know it's going to be a game changer. Yeah. But at the same time. Mentally that's where my brain has been this whole time. But now it is in a. Oh I need to go to another website. Because I don't want to be on this website. That already like just showed you. That they're fucking whole ass. And not in yeah. a good way. And the, uh, the only thing that I do want to be transparent about it as well is that I feel like if I join the other websites like Forma Fans, those are exclusively like pornography websites so if I'm going to join them it's going to be kind of false advertising to be doing the same thing that I'm doing and taking an artistic path I feel right if I join those and don't have like full-off pornography but I also never want to like brush that off for myself, like, maybe in my 40s, I'll be like, I don't give a fuck, let's go. That's why I also feel like, I, yeah, I am an ally, because I still feel like it, porn has been something that I've loved for the last 30 fucking years. So, and it hasn't gotten dull in that amount of time, it's only gotten better. And aligning myself through burlesque with sex workers, and really hearing so many different stories from all over the country, and being friends with all different kinds of people have really taught me that, like, the worst kind of people are the most, like, complacent like looking at everyone and judging them kind of Mm -hmm. people and those are the most mainstream fucking people the coolest people are the artist ones that are like focused more on themselves and their communities being the best that they can be and to me that's the side of history i want to be on
1: exactly sex workers are dope they should not be
2: second class citizens that part <laughs> <laughs> what do you think that people who are not creators can do to help support their favorite creators and just to kind of be more aware of this kind of thing
0: as far as like only fans or what do you mean like if they're like moving with like the, so, like we the... typically
1: ask people at the end of this series, how do you be a good fan on OnlyFans? But maybe that question is changing because the exactly. platform is changing so how can you be a good fan in general to creators
0: i mean for sure messaging them and just seeing what they offer uh liking their content just liking and that's in general that's not even an instagram if somebody's like i'm broken i don't know how to pay for shit subscribing to a youtube liking stuff following sharing them all of those are free fucking options that really do more of an impact than you think that they do. Sorry. Also, because if you share, you could be sharing to someone who could give the money. So I would honestly just focus on, figure out what your budget is. And, and, and if you really support the artist, you can share, you can do all these free things. But if you have money then make sure you know you tip them and i have a lot of people who just like tip monthly just because they're like i love you or they'll tip sporadically like 50 dollars, and it'll like make my fucking day send them 20 bucks every fucking week and like just make their fucking day because the strongest ones are the quietest sometimes
1: i love that where can people find you on only fans and the internet
0: everywhere uh just look up tito bonito i'm pretty all over the fucking place my website is titobonito.com and it's a good place to have uh, a link to like every other place that i'm at but i go from all the way only fans not safe for work to pg uh tiktok So, range, baby, range.
2: (laughs) You love to see it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much
1: for joining us. It has been amazing to see you again. We love you.
0: Thank you so much, Courtney and Sophia. I have had such a blast. I always have a blast with y'all.
2: You're the best.
1: Oh, my God. I freaking love Tito Benito. Staying all day.
2: He is incredible and just clearly such a joy of a person. I'm in such a good mood every time we talk to him.
1: I know, even though it was about something really depressing. Exactly. (laughs) So if you are behind on our Comedians of OnlyFans series... We just made a playlist for you. It's going to be in the description. It's a Spotify playlist, but you can check out all of our past Comedians of OnlyFans episodes all in one place.
2: And we have some really fun stuff coming up for you guys. We have an epic interview with Jacqueline Moore. Oh, my God. Wow. Um, (laughs) Just so much fun.
1: Also the flirting, the flirting that was happening. Normally Sophia and I don't admit our crushes to you all the time cuz we're trying to keep it professional, but really
3: we really failed
2: on this on this interview. Yeah, it's like pretty embarrassing. We're like, "Oh, no, oh we're touching ourselves over your leads account." Just like bitches, keep it in your pants, honestly. But Jacqueline is a joy and you're going to love that interview and we also have Belize coming. I know you probably don't believe us, but I swear to you. You better believe it. it. Happening. It's happening. You better <laughs> believe it, baby.
1: <laughs> and if you want to stay up to date on all of our latest happenings, you got to follow us, friends. That's how that's it That's right.
2: You got to follow us. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the Sophia. That's S-O-F-I-Y-A. And you can find Cokes
1: at Courtney Kosak, K-O-C-A-K. You can find the podcast at Private Parts Unknown on Instagram, on Facebook, and we're Private Parts Un on Twitter because those bitches don't give us enough characters.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's true. And we also have a newsletter that we send out. Hey, it's
1: revived, you guys. It's back in business and it's better than ever.
2: It really is better than ever because... was anal August. I have a killer tip about (laughs) masturbation that involves your Ass. So, if you are intrigued, there's a product wreck in there. Honestly, Courtney was like, shut the fuck up. Just put this in the newsletter. I'm tired of hearing about this. But seriously, it's good.
1: You know who else contributed to the newsletter? Tito Benito gave his anal August tip, which is a good one. So, listen, that's the kind of wonderful shit we have going on in the newsletter these days, folks. So, you got to head on over to privatepartsunknown.com, sign up for the mailing list. You will get a treat in your inbox every mm, week, two, but it's good stuff.
2: I mean, mostly every two weeks, honestly, let's like be real, but occasionally you'll get a little extra, extra surprise.
1: I've been really hype on the newsletter lately, so (laughs) you might get it every day. Who
2: knows? (laughs) Shut up, Courtney. People are going to (laughs) unsubscribe. (laughs) <laughs> no one wants to hear that much from anyone, even someone they like. <laughs> if Max sent me messages that frequently, I'd be like, I want a divorce. <laughs> Save it. Okay, we'll be chill. We'll be chill.
1: <laughs> hey, Sophia, what's that bomb-ass music?
2: This music is by our friend Amy Rosh. You should find her on Spotify. Her last name spelled R-A-A-S-C-H.
1: This episode was mixed by Mike Castaneda from Plastic Audio.
4: Oh my God!
1: You are the only one. You are the only one. Oh no! Oh no! You are the only one. Sorry, I went rogue on that. We really had some pent up energy. <laughs> we haven't done that in a month, so I mean,
2: it's it's all love, okay, Mike? <laughs> Even if it hurts your ears, it's still love.
1: And now it's time for
2: the review of the week,
1: baby. This review is from James C. Martin. Great chemistry and great stories. Five stars. This podcast is amazing. Two smart, funny women talking about sex in an intelligent, funny, and frank fashion. I laugh and always learn new stuff from their travels and tales. Definitely subscribe and listen. Aw, thank you, James.
2: That's such a good review. That's like the kind of review you hope people leave. But it's always something like, one star, I'd never listen to Sophia talk about dick.
1: (laughs) No, we've gotten really nice reviews. We've gotten reviews that are so nice that it's like, did we write that ourselves? (laughs) But we
2: didn't, we swear to God. (laughs) Yeah, they won't let you. I've tried. They won't let you do more than one. (laughs) Even if you pretend to be someone else, they still won't let you. (laughs) Even if you wear a mustache, you still can't do it. It's crazy. <laughs> but that's why we need our
1: privates to do it. So y'all head on over to ratethispodcast.com/slash private. Leave us a really nice rating and review. Tell us what you love about our little
2: baby voices. Say
4: hello. To...
1: <laughs> Whatever. Everybody has a different kink, Sophia. <laughs>
2: It's true. No kink shaming. Okay. Just leave us a review or you will activate my one true kink, which is yelling at you. <laughs> Ooh,
1: you're going to have to listen to some past episodes for that. Or maybe next episode, if you guys don't get your asses in gear. So head on over to ratethispodcast.com private, and we will check y'all next time.
2: Bye.